Welcome to the Mike Jones Podcast. Featuring Mike Jones from the Dinner for Dessert Podcast. This is gonna be a once in a while thing, so don't get used to it. And now here's your host, Mike Jones. Hey everybody, thank you for downloading this podcast. It's the inaugural edition of the Jones and Friends podcast, which is kind of a misnomer because it's just me. I don't have any friends on this show. I'm just going to speak to you for a little while about some stuff that I really care about. Um, If you're listening to this, uh, you're probably already a listener of my other podcast that I host weekly, which is called Dinner for Dessert, and I appreciate that very much if you are a subscriber of that show. Um, we really appreciate the fan interaction and I, I hesitate to call you fans because you're really our friends, you know, and that's not like some smarmy way of saying that. No, you're actually our friends. We probably know you in person, <laughs> although we would like to expand a little bit further into, you know, making some new friends. Uh, I didn't really have like a set idea for this show. Um, 50% of the reason why I'm doing this right now was to see if I could very simply. And I think I can. I think this will be pretty good. I'm going to keep it pretty short, though, guys. I'm just going to let you know that right now. The other 50% is, honestly, it was hard to schedule us to do a Dinner for Dessert podcast this week, which I apologize for. Sometimes life gets in the way. I'm sure you guys can all agree with that. How often do you see your best friends? You know, it's certainly not once a week like I get to, which I see as a, a big privilege. You know, I think that's awesome. So I'm going to get right into it, and uh, the main thing that I wanted to speak about this week was musical nostalgia, which is uh, also how I know the guys. Now, we don't reset the show very often, and when I say reset, I mean we don't reintroduce ourselves. You know, every week on Dinner for Dessert, we just show up, we hit the record button, and whatever comes out, comes out. Um, But a lot of people don't know how we know each other or our relationships to each other. And it really all starts with music. It starts with me meeting Pomp. Oh man, I don't know what year it must have been, maybe in like 1994 or 95. We started a rock band. Um, We were kind of like a noisy punk rock band. Um, Maybe a little bit influenced by some older rock and roll, especially myself and the drummer, without a doubt. And uh, I had left that band kind of early on. They continued on without me. And then eventually Eric joined the band. And they became a band called Deciding Tonight. And through a strange series of events, I finally rejoined Deciding Tonight around the year 2009. So it kind of came full circle that I got to play again with the same band that I had originally played with when I was 15. You know, this time around playing a little bit better music, I would like to hope, or at least uh, I hope the audience enjoyed a little more. Um, So that's kind of how we know each other. Um, But to kind of start off with where uh, I came from musically. I, I was a guitar player growing up. Uh, the first thing that I heard that I really, really made me want to play guitar was Led Zeppelin, but I'm not going to go that far back. Uh, I'm going to start off with what influenced us to start our band. You know, the mid '90s uh, punk rock scene and uh, hard rock scene, and especially grunge music, because for me it all starts with Nirvana. Um. 
Nirvana was a major influence on me. It definitely made me want to pick the guitar up. You know, I felt like I was able to play along to those songs. They were a little more simple, which kind of worked out. Um, I had been thinking about this like all week, and I, I'd wanted to ask it on the, the main podcast, but I think I'll ask it here instead. Do you all remember what the first album was that you ever got? Regardless of medium, regardless of whether it was cassette tape or CD or even a vinyl record. Uh, my first two were Stone Temple Pilots' Core, their first record, and Pearl Jam's Verses, their second record, which had cu- just come out, I believe, around the Christmas that I got that album. And I loved the both of them. I listened to them. Oh, man, I must have worn the cassette tapes out. And I definitely had them on cassette tape. I did not have a CD player until much later on, really much later on. And then I got to thinking about how I found out about these kind of uh, bands and how I found out about this kind of music. And it was really the radio, right? For like a lot of people, you would sit there and you'd have your cassette tape player ready to go. And when your favorite song came on, you would hit the record button and you would record the song. Everybody made mixtapes, right? Or at least people from my generation, you know? We all sat there and we made mixtapes. We didn't want to have to go and buy every record. You know, I, I didn't have that kind of money. I wish I did. I wish I, I was able to buy all those records. And I think the other big way that we would find out about music or at least get it into our hands was, and I don't know if you guys remember this. I'm sure you all do. You would look through magazines and there'd always be a page for Columbia House or BMG, you know, and they would sell you like some absurd number of records for like nine cents. You know, it'd be like, hey, 55 records for 10 cents, you know, whatever it was. And I was thinking about this the other day, too. I wish that I could remember what I got the very first time that I entered. I I think I did Columbia House first. And I know like a handful of the ones like I know that I got. Green Day's Dookie record. I'm pretty sure I got Pearl Jam's 10 record. I think I got a Neil Young record. I don't know. I kind of went like a little weird with it. And I wish that I could go back and see what I actually got. You know, I would be totally embarrassed by like some dance record that I didn't remember getting. You know, maybe like Ace of Bass or something or some boy band. You know, I think it was before uh, Spice Girls, but that's something I might have gotten. Sorry, I thought they were cool. I liked them, whatever. So I don't know if you guys can hit me up somewhere or you can hit up the dinner for dessert, Instagram or some other method of communication. I, me personally, I would like to know what your first records were. And maybe if you can remember what you scammed out of BMG and Columbia house, cause that's always some cool stuff to me. Or you might actually remind me of something that I haven't listened to in a long time. And maybe I can go back and start up my Spotify machine and, listen to something cool for the day. I don't know. I think that'd be pretty cool. I think the other way that we found music was to actually walk into a record store, which uh, we really can't do anymore because there really aren't any of those. And I miss them. Speaking only for myself, I miss being able to go into, I'll take you back, right? So I grew up as a kid in Lindbergh, New York, and down the road from where I lived, was a record store named Ray Reed's Records. It was a mom-and-pop record store. Ray Reed actually was the guy behind the counter. And I guess Ray was like a deadhead or something like that. He was really into the tape trading scene, and 
In addition to having all the new albums and CDs and in store, he had this big wall of bootlegs. And most of them were like Grateful Dead, Almond Brothers, you know, bands that were like uh, like jam type bands that were really friendly to the whole tape trading scene. But then he would also get in like these imported singles, like, oh, you can get like the Japanese, you know, Metallica single, and it would have like some other uh, unreleased song that they didn't put out in the United States, which was super cool. Like, I remember being pretty into Stone Temple Pilots as a kid, and the their second record came out, that Purple album. They released singles for like five songs or six songs off that record. I bought the singles for each one of those at Ray Reed's, and the flip sides and the B sides of all of those singles had really cool stuff on it. It was like unreleased studio stuff. And I think one of them had a a selection from their unplugged performance, which they never put out on a CD. You know, I think it came out on videotape like years and years and years later, but walking into a record store and being like, Oh, I have 20 bucks and I can buy two cassettes. Which ones are they going to be? And you're going to narrow it down to like, I don't know, am I going to walk in and buy some Smashing Pumpkins record or am I going to get, am I going to go crazy with it and buy like that bio, Biohazard record because it's got a cool cover? Or, you know, I just got into hip hop recently and I'm going to go and buy that Wu-Tang 36 Chambers record or, you know, whatever else was out at the time, you know? It was just a really cool time for music and being a fan and... You know, I kind of missed that, and there's been no replacement for it. You know, no one's really sitting around making Spotify playlists and trading them with their friends. You know, but I used to have a friend where I would go, and the two of us would say the same thing. They would be like, all right, I'll buy this record, and I'll buy this other record, and then we're going to make copies on cassette, and we're going to swap them. You know, so you would have two for the price of one. Now, with Spotify and music being kind of worthless, and really it is. It's kind of worthless. Like you're really you're paying 9 bucks a month for every song in the history of the planet Earth. It's not a good deal for the artist. But that's not something I'm going to talk about right now. Maybe down the road I will. But to my point, I really just want some of that stuff back. I really miss album cover artwork. You know, and that was a big part of the package. You'd walk into that record store or you'd order it off of Columbia House and Columbia would always have the front cover of the record. You know, so you could check off like, oh, you know what? I don't really know what that band sounds like, but that's a cool cover. You know, what kind of band would put a cover like that? I got to find out, you know, to hold a package in your hand after having walked out of the store with it and to have the artwork, liner notes, uh, a little booklet, maybe that stuff was all super cool. And I really miss it. You know, it was awesome to take the CD out of the case and put it into the player and look at the cover as you're listening to that first song. You know, it sets a mood. Again, you really can't do that on Spotify. You know, it's not the same. It just isn't, you know. It's all become background music now. And it's all served to make something that was the most special thing in a lot of people's lives completely ordinary. And that sucks. It totally sucks. You know, it was a big thing to take a trip to the record store, buy an album, bring it home and play it for that first time. Or to fill out that Columbia House or BMG form and then send it out. And then you have to wait like two weeks and every day you're waiting, looking in the mailbox, hoping that that box of CDs is there. 
you know? And once that CD, that CD box arrives, you rip the whole thing apart, and you're like, oh, my God, what am I going to listen to first? I have no idea, you know? It's going to be Ace of Bass. I know it is, <laughs> no matter what the other CDs were, you know? Or to sit by your cassette tape player and wait for the radio to play your favorite song so that you can add it to your favorite mix so that you can listen to the songs in any order that you wanted, you know? Even then, sometimes the the DJ on the radio would talk up to the post. Now, all that means is an inside term to, to the DJ would speak over the intro music until the singer started to sing. Sometimes that stuff is cool, like to even have that on a mix. Sometimes it would screw your song up. Other times it was cool. Or at least to me it was cool. But all that stuff is gone, and there's been no replacement. Maybe that's why podcasts have been such a big thing lately, because people are really creating this new thing, and they don't really know where to go with it. Not to say that there's like album artwork for a podcast. Like Jennifer Dessert has like a little icon that pops up, that little hamburger and the ice cream cone deal. And that thing's cool. It's like it's a nice little icon, but it's not album artwork. It's not like something that you're going to blow up and put up on your wall. Or I don't know, maybe it is. You know what? That'd be super cool if somebody did that. Just saying. It's just to finish up, and I'm going to leave the show with this because, you know, you guys don't need more than 15 minutes of a Mike Jones show, right? I just, it sucks that it was all ripped away. You know? And there's no replacement. Not for me anyways. You know, for the thing that changed my whole life, and I met a lot of my closest friends through playing music. Pomp and Eric through music. I formed another band called The Confidentials back in the day. We went on tours. We put out records. We met a lot of great people across the country who I'm still friends with to this day. I'm very grateful that there is a podcast medium now where that can kind of start to happen again, where I'm, I'm meeting new people through the show again. And I can't believe that that's happening, which is so cool. Whether I'm meeting them through them being guests on our show, like a guy like TK the Architect, who was super cool and super interesting, or somebody like Allison Arnone, who is a blogger, uh, has a pretty popular blog, or at least she did. I think she stopped. But meeting her is really cool. Meeting people even that write into the show and ask us questions and send us silly things. I think that's amazing, you know, and I hope that you guys all keep doing that. Uh, And also that you keep discovering new people through our show. You know, we have a recommendations part of our show every week. We're trying, not that we're trying to sell you on anything. We just kind of want to push culture out a little bit more. You know, we want to kind of say, Hey, this is the stuff that we like. And if you guys have similar interests to ours, that you'll enjoy this too. Because we want you to enjoy things and enjoy your life. You know, it's not so much to sell anything. We're not being paid by any of these people, you know. It would be cool if we were, but we're not, you know. I I think our thing really is to just push out a little bit of culture, a little bit of knowledge, some fun facts, and to have fun with us like every week, you know. Or at least have as much fun as we're having making the show. So anyways, that's my time. Um, I believe that the other guys are going to record a show this week also and definitely give that a listen. I think they're going to be taken out on the road, maybe to upstate New York. Hopefully they do that. I would love to hear their show. Um, 
And we'll see you guys again next week on the Dinner for Dessert show, which should be back next week. And then I think the week after that, I might not be around, so we might either reschedule our show or whatever. But anyways, you know how to find us. You found this show. You can definitely find Dinner for Dessert. It's going to be on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever else you get a, a podcast from. You can hit me up on Instagram. My tag is half astronaut. It's kind of like a play on half ass. Yeah, I know. It's not funny. But whatever. That's my show. I love you guys very much. I'll talk to you guys some other time.